Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Woodruff. Welcome to the Small Business Podcast, where I ask a different small business owner every week questions that matter, questions that when they answer, you can take their answers and just rip them off and apply it to your business, basically, um, just within your own context. So anyway, uh, this is just a a podcast where I am trying to create a place where we can kind of share and learn from one another. On today's episode, I had Hector Melendez. Uh, He is the owner of Road to Strength, which is a a personal training business uh it's a in-person personal training um hector and i connected he is a we're both part of a uh, an online kind of uh group of personal trainers and fitness coaches uh where we just kind of try to help make each other's businesses better and share things and and all of that and he just he's an awesome guy i'm really excited he was my second guest on the podcast and i think you're really gonna learn from him and enjoy it i did for sure so before we jump into that just a quick word from one of our sponsors just kidding. We, I mean, that's the second episode. We don't have any sponsors, but I, I'll just shamelessly plug my own stuff here. Um, I'm an online fitness coach. If you are somebody who's ever struggling with, um, you know, trying to lose weight, with uh, trying to gain muscle, with just trying to get stronger, whatever it is, um, just go to my website, woodruffitness.com and click on the get started now button. You're not making any obligation or anything like that. Um, at that point, you're just setting up a, a time for us to chat. So basically, uh, if you, if you're struggling with all the, the noise out there and the, just confused about what to do because all the differing opinions when you Google something, or if you're, you know, kind of know what to do, but you're just struggling with being consistent with it, or if you know what to do, you're being consistent and you're just kind of like complacent, not making progress anymore, kind of stuck where you are. I can help with any and all of those things. I try to kind of crush all three of those. I see them as the villains of fitness. And so my goal is to guide you through those and give you a plan, help you stick to it um, and never let you get kind of complacent and stuck. So if you get, if you're any of those, um, just check out woodruffitness.com, click the get started now, and I will talk to you soon. Let me know what you think about this episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Small Business Podcast. Today, I have Hector Melendez on here um, from Road to Strength. He is another fitness coach, so this will be a, a pretty cool interview. I'm excited about uh, about this. So, man, I'm just going to jump right in. Why don't you uh, uh, just kind of tell everybody like who you are and what you do before we really get into it here? Yeah, of course. Um, so, as we already just went over, my name's Hector. Yeah. Uh, so, my business is Road to Strength. Uh, I started it about a year and a half ago, so mm-hmm. about May of 2018, okay. um, and it was essentially kind of a small business where I would bike to parks with some equipment, um, and from there, kind of scaled up to now where I'm renting in a out of a CrossFit box, uh, and I've been there since August of 2018. That's awesome. I was doing that, working a full-time business, and then as of Ju- July of this year, I finally just went full time. So okay, uh, so you were really busy on the side for a while. Yeah, it was gotcha. the idea was to figure out how to scale. So okay. I wasn't gonna, you know, yeah. go and say, "Hey, how much debt can I start off with?" <laughs> yeah. and figure out how long it's gonna take me to pay it off. It was yeah. let me make little checkpoints, and once I get to a checkpoint, let me look at the next thing to to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So what um what kind of you don't have to go into all the details of what you're doing before you can, if you want, like job wise, yeah. but, but I would just ask like, what kind of led you to, to get into the fitness uh, space and then to eventually want to do that as your full-time gig? Yeah. So I have a bachelor's of science in sports science, uh, mm-hmm. from a small D3 school just outside yeah. of Boston. Um, and I live currently just outside of Boston. Um, okay. 
but for the most part, I started off as an athletic training major, mm-hmm. got an internship with a professor of mine who worked at a strength conditioning facility. And so I interned at both spots. And from there, I kind of made my final decision as to I wanted to, I'd rather work with clients and work fitness related stuff as opposed yeah. to putting band-aids more or less on people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, uh, I've been kind of, after college, I went into personal training, uh, working in the big box gyms, kind of learning skills. Um, from there, I went into uh, collegiate strength and conditioning, working as an intern. So I moved out to the other side of the country, out of Montana. I yeah. worked out there for about a year and then came back over back to the Boston area and uh, worked for a couple private strength conditioning facilities before deciding, you know what, it's time to kind of learn how to fly on my yeah. own yeah dude that's awesome so so you're kind of living the dream of doing what you want to do full-time now yes essentially yes that's awesome and are you doing any um do you do any like online coaching or is it all uh kind of local in-person stuff there so funny enough i wrote the strength was essentially going to be my online coaching yeah uh portal but as you know Everybody yeah. and their grandmothers also trying to get into the same space. Man, it's, so it's, it's I, you know what? I decided, you know what? If I just get back into just one-on-one coaching or you know mm-hmm. small group training, uh, yeah. it could maybe put me back into that same direction down the yeah. road where I yeah. could do some online coaching. Yeah, uh, I've done very little of it. Yeah, uh, so I wouldn't say like I am an expert at it by any means, but yeah. Um, yeah so maybe down the road I'll kinda, yeah look at re revamping and looking back at how to get back into that. Cool. Cool. So you were running like a, like a straight up local business. That's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, man, I'll just, before we jump into the next part, I mean, yeah, I will say the online coaching, it's like, man, if somebody has an Instagram, like they, they're an <laughs> online coach now, it seems like. <laughs> it's a goal. It's a gold rush essentially yeah, but is what is what it's become. Yeah. And I mean, for better or worse, it's, you know, yeah. I've, I've chatted with other people. It can be good because it allows people to know that we exist. Yeah. But at the same time, now we kind of inundate people with so much information that they're yeah. like, well, this guy looks really jacked, so he must know what he's talking about. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe, but probably. Yeah. Maybe not. He might know how to do it for himself, but not how to yeah. help you do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all type yeah. model, which I think a lot of people believe it is. Yeah. Uh, and those people that do believe yeah run the other way yeah so dude i'm with you and we'll get into this some more here um as we kind of hit the some of the more practical stuff but like for me it's i mean almost all of my coaching i do have a couple of in-person clients but almost all of them are uh online and it's i will say though i mean like you said it is such a saturated market it's like it's like you know it's like when i don't know however probably the real estate market was like way back when people realized it was going to be profitable in like parts of California or New York or whatever. Yeah. And they just grabbed it. Like, I feel like that's, that's the online coaching thing right now. Just like you said, and I, I'm a big believer that it, if you're, if you're good at it, you're going to rise to the top. But I think it's just, it's the long game, man. Like that's, that's yeah. one of the reasons I have the furniture business is because I'm playing the long game with the coach, slowly <laughs> scaling that yep. Uh, yep. And the furniture is quick, quick cash, you know? So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, man. Okay, so let me uh, let's just dive into kind of the second part here. We've got kind of the intro out of the way and what you do. I want to. This is the part where I think it really brings value to people who listen. Um, not that hearing about you doesn't, but like <laughs> them just uh, you know hearing kind of the nuts and bolts of how you run your business, things like that. I think is what people can take 
can kind of apply. So first I'd just ask you kind of who is your, who's your target audience? Like who are the people that you're really going after? Yeah. So to kind of, I guess, preface that I know like, you know, we kind of belong on that same online group training yep. uh, page through Facebook. Um, and I know a lot of the younger people that are on there, they're always trying to find their, their niche mm-hmm. or their niche right yeah, now. However you but say it. Yeah. I think, you know, personally, like the goal is to just work, work with everybody right now. Yeah. Try to get as many people in the door as you can. Yeah. And then from there, you may notice that, you know, maybe you enjoy working with geriatrics. Yeah. Okay. Well, figure yeah. out how now to scale that business yeah. to work with geriatrics. Yeah. Personally, I, I'm pretty open. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trying to work with, you know, someone who's has a bad attitude more or less. Yeah. So anybody, anyone with a good attitude, I'm more than willing to work with or or willing to compromise with um, just because, you know, obviously I'm walking in with knowing that they know that I'm the professional. So my advice is going to have some sort of weight to it. Right. Uh, But knowing that on their side, if I tell them too much, they're going to just get that paralysis analysis yeah where they're just going to get stuck and then kind of freak out yeah absolutely Um, so most most of my clients are general pop uh but they kind of range uh in ages from like 21 or so yeah Yeah. and my oldest client right now is about 60 61 okay cool so so you've got them all over the spectrum age wise yeah yeah what so, about like fitness goal wise? Is there, are you, do you specialize in anything in particular? If it's like a general fitness goal, you can help them with it. More general, more general fitness. I mean, oh, you're always going to hear people say, Hey, I want to lose some weight. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's look at, let's look at other things besides having you move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the same thing with, you know, even with like, I have a couple of clients where I just, I, I've like said it to my fiance. Mm-hmm. I just laugh when they're like, I want to put on some muscle. I'm like, how much are you eating right now? They're yeah. like, uh, it's kind of hard. I'm like, yeah. you got to eat, buddy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you have to be miserable, but you have to be almost at the point of being miserable. Yeah. Got on the milk a day kind of diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, how many, how many peanut butter sandwiches are you having? Yeah. The answer is never enough. None. So, yeah. Oh man. That's it. That's the funny thing about it, man. People, people always think that they're having that, the people who are trying to gain weight always think they have are having like more than they are. And the people who are trying to lose weight always think they're having less than they are. And so you just yeah, have to kind of like yeah. find that middle ground. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, exactly. so getting into kind of the marketing piece, um, how yeah. do you kind of, how do you go about finding new clients? Like how do you get the word out about yourself? Yeah. So personally, I, the way I started was I used a service called Thumbtack. Okay. Kind of yeah. like a, like an Angie's list. Uh, mm-hmm. or like a task rabbit where like you put your profile up yeah. people will see you um and then you as the small business get charged when a conversation's made yeah now that can be a slippery slope when mm-hmm. they send you a message and then they just ghost you and you're like yeah. well, I just lost money on yeah. that um so i used it right until i didn't have to use it anymore yeah um the nice thing has been that since August when I moved into that spot last August, um, I have a pretty high retention rate where I don't have to really use that service to keep getting people in. I get a text message or an email saying, Hey, this person's interested in this area. Would you want to work with them? And most of the time I'll ignore it. Or if it's like, you know what, I can fit this person. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so I don't use any of like the social media marketing, uh, just cause again, that's another thing that again is a gold rush and yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. And if you put 
ten dollars and it's like you're not gonna get anything right. remotely close. Right. right. Not unless you have like an absolutely <clears throat> targeted niche or niche, you know, that you're hitting yeah. with those ads. And even then maybe not, you know. Like. Yeah. So like, you know, like I see like some people uh that I'm friends with growing up, they're like, Yeah, I spent like thousands of dollars. I'm like, and where's it got you? And they're like, Well, yeah. I got a couple sales off of it. I'm like, Yeah. But like is your return on the investment like worth it? Right. Like you know, right. so that, that's the biggest thing for me is knowing that if I'm putting money in, mm -hmm. I want to be making that return and then some kind of like shark tank. More yeah. Or less. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it shouldn't be that it should be like a one to one. Right, exactly. I yeah. get that. Yeah, it's like you just got your money back. <laughs> Call it even. Yeah, you're like, cool. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> worked out. At least I got a client. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Okay. So, um, so, I mean, the next question I normally would ask would just be kind of what kind of content are you putting out, but that's not really the game you're playing right now. You're not really creating social media content or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of stepped away. So mm -hmm. this past, at the beginning of the year, I was working with a small firm just to kind of get a better idea as to my business and who I am as yeah. a business, because I am, you know, as a small business, you yeah, are your are. business. Really. Yeah. So it was kind of like finding out like, you know, like you're pro wrestling, like, yeah. what your gimmick is yeah and like from there like it, kind of running off with it mm -hmm. and making it and making it your own yeah um it, that's one thing that i always jokingly have told like any intern i've worked with is like yeah. you know you guys can make fun of pro wrestling but like yeah. everybody needs a gimmick yeah it doesn't matter like the industry that you're in you need a gimmick in terms yeah. of who you are as a person what's your story yeah and then how you portray that story for everybody to see and then whether or not they can relate yeah, they want to work with you or they don't want to work with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm looking maybe for this upcoming year in the next couple of days mm -hmm. uh, to start putting out more content. Yeah. Um, I want to start using, there's a service called Twitch mm -hmm. uh, that is owned by Amazon. Essentially, yeah. it's what gamers yeah. typically use to uh, stream game content. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also do a lot of uh, podcast related uh, things or like any kind of information that I yeah. want to give out. I feel yeah. like that's a really good service that can be mm. used for people and it's free. That's cool. So it's just a little bit of your time and yeah. hopefully it kind of grows from there. That's awesome, man. That's really yeah. cool. And I just want to, I just want to say how much I appreciate you bringing up pro wrestling on here. Cause I mean, that's, I think that's one of the first ways we connected with somebody. That, one of us yeah. posted something and the other one responded. I mean, adult pro wrestling fans, although there are a bunch of them, like you just don't find many, like, no, no. About. A lot of them are closet. They, yeah. they don't openly oh, yeah. say that they are yeah. like, Hey, I enjoy pro wrestling. Like, yeah. Oh, what, what era do you like? Like what kind of conversation yeah. do you go off of that? Yeah, exactly. Um, People, I, I, usually if I say it to somebody, they're like, is that like, is that like Hulk Hogan? Like, uh, you know, like <laughs> and then starts calling out stuff from the nineties or whatever, you know, when it was the hottest, I guess. But well, it's really funny. Cause I just like recently, I think I went like on a, on a small little rant and it was like, you know, cause people trash it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. well, do you go see like the Avengers movies? Yeah. I'm like, do you think that that's not pre-planned? Like, pre right. like the, the bad guy's always going to lose. I'm yeah. like, it's just pro wrestling is more of a quote unquote sports. Yeah element to it it kind of changes yeah. it so yeah. like so the big thing here is like you need to know who you're portraying yeah your character your persona uh yeah. to the per to the perfect person <clears throat> yeah yeah and i think that and we can talk more pro wrestling later man but i think <laughs> i think that i think that when it comes to the I think that when it comes to the content, like you, I absolutely agree with you. You have to have something, some, some gimmick, something that's consistent. And I don't think, 
you know, like when I first heard that marketing advice, I kind of thought like, okay, well, maybe I'll just wear like a Jedi robe and like, you know, <laughs> and just kind of like, a, but, but I think it, it has to be a little more subtle than that. I think it's, it has to be like true to who you are, but it has to be yes. consistent. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, is, yeah. it is a part of you that is kind of like over the top, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, like I, I'm, I typically, I'm pretty extroverted, mm-hmm. but I know when to turn it off and just be super like turtle in his shell. Yeah. Um, and, and I think gimmick may be kind of the wrong word to use just because people think gimmick and they're yeah. like, Oh, it's a, it's a snake oil. Like, yeah. Yeah. Seller. Like, right. no, I, I mean, gimmick in the sense of like, you have to figure out the person who you are mm-hmm. and how you're trying to portray the media and the content that you want to give out to people, whether it's for yeah. free or you want to charge them for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the most important is, yeah. is, is knowing that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of worked with them for a while and I kind of mm-hmm. just have been off social media for the last year. Cause I was like, yeah. you know what, if I just get off for a little while. It'll just, it'll allow me to kind of get a better idea as to what kind of content I want to provide to, to my audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So if you're not doing social media, are you, what is the way that you kind of like stay in touch with clients, potential clients, past clients? Is there, do you do email, anything like that? Or is it just yeah. more like one-to-one? Yeah. So, um, actually this past week, uh, or last week was the first time I sent like a mass email, just figuring out the holiday schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and I just BCC'd everyone. I was like, Hey, nice. I want to take time off. I know you guys want to take time off. Like let's, I'm willing to be open a couple of days, but Otherwise, yeah. most of it is text message. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, we're at that age yep. time yep. of technology where text messages is kind of popular and what people yep. like to use. Yep. Um, and I think it's the best way, personally, uh, to keep people accountable. Yeah. Um, to kind of keep them. And it's like, you know, I kind of tell them this, like, I'm not trying to be on your ass. But mm. at the end of the day, like, I want to make sure that you're doing what you need to do yeah. in order to succeed. Yeah. The last thing I'd want is someone to just say, Hey, I didn't succeed at this, but I didn't even give it my all. So yeah. it's your fault. Yeah. Well, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Like, so. Yeah. You got to find that delicate balance of like keeping them accountable, but also not being like a creep, like texting them twice at three times a day. You know, it's, yeah, that, that's a yeah. thing for me too. It's, you know, had to it's, find that. It's, it's finding that middle ground. And I think yeah. um, one thing that I've personally used is kind of, uh, I was trying to use like my fitness pal to get people to like track food and they're like, it's a pain. Like, yeah, I kind of look at them like it's less than five minutes of your whole day. Right. If you can't put five minutes towards that, like that's a small detail in making yeah. sure that everything else kind of goes forward. Um, one thing I kind of changed it to was taking photos. Yeah. I've done the it's, same exact thing. That's hilarious. saying, Hey, yeah. you need to send me a photo. I don't care if you blow up my phone 15 times a day. Yeah. I just want to be able to see what you're doing so that I can then recognize any kind of patterns that you're conveying to me yeah. and then figure out how we can modify them. And mm-hmm. again, it can be something as little as like, oh, you're eating a lot of rice. Let's just lessen it by half yeah. or by yeah. a quarter. Like, you know, or coffee. A lot of people yeah. like to drink sugar, um, yeah. put sugar in their coffee. Okay, well, how many packets do you put? Right. Put it in half. Yeah. And right yep. then and there, you already know that like you're already doing something to benefit yourself. Yep. Creating those little those little subtle changes. Yep. To stack those habits, man, on top of one another. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. So, um, okay, so we've got kind of how your what your marketing strategy is right now. It's uh, which sounds pretty awesome. I mean, you've got sounds like you've got a good bit of like word of mouth and um, you know just keeping your your book full. So that's good. So what about yeah. let's say 
let's say I want to get into just kind of the sales and how you kind of close a close a deal. Let's say like you do have a, let's say one of your, your clients, um, you know, leaves or moves or whatever, you're not working with them anymore. You've got an opening. Um, you have a prospective client identified and you're sitting down to talk with them. What does that look like? Is it on the phone? Is it in person? And then how does that kind of like closing the deal and securing them as a client look? Yeah. Um, so it, it depends. Uh, I've done both in person and over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes obviously over the phone is a little bit more convenient because yeah. you don't have to do all the traveling. You can just kind of stay right. in the comfort of your own home yeah. and just be like, Hey, yeah. I'm going to be on my, I'm going to be on the phone. I'm going to be typing. Uh, so if you hear clicks on the, on the, on yeah. the keyboard, it's just me typing. I just want to take yeah. a take I'm not just replying to other people. It's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and typically I even say like, if it's silent, it's just because I'm trying to like right. go through the thoughts of what you're saying. So that way mm-hmm. I can write everything down and be yeah. as detailed as possible. Yep. Um, I typically like to go over what their goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if they're really descriptive, it makes things a lot easier. I don't have yeah. to really pull much yeah. more out of them. Yeah. Uh, if it's like really basic, like losing weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's yeah. start peeling Stay that onion deeper. and figure out yeah. the why as to why you want to do that. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people kind of use it as the, well, here's your ammunition for them. If they start to kind of, kind of shy away a little bit, it's like, yeah, that shouldn't be the reason. If you're using that as the reason to sell something, then you're selling for the wrong reasons. Right. It should be a comfortable one-to-one conversation or two-to-one conversation where it, it feels like a conversation. Like I'm yeah. meeting you like the same way I'm meeting you over a video right now and just right. chatting. Mm-hmm. It should be how I'm talking to a prospective client. Yeah. Uh, once I get their injuries and then look at things that have or haven't worked for them in the past, then it becomes the idea of, okay, what do you want to do in terms of how often do you want to meet? Um, because that's obviously going to be a huge part in things, whether or not yeah. I can put you in my schedule. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's, you know, okay, let's schedule. They know my prices for the most so part. They already know them up front. How is that? How do they know? Um, a lot of those services already have my, already have my pricing available. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so they, go, not, they know going not, in, it's not a shock. They know going in. A, this, okay. is, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of, mm. that's it. So that barrier is already out of the way. So that barrier is no out price. of the way for the most part. So, and that's always, for most people, it's always the hardest. Yeah. Um, yep. For, you know, for good and bad reasons. Yeah. Um, but once I kind of get over that, then it's okay, here we go. Um, yeah. And I, I, I leave it to be as upfront as possible where I just tell them like after the phone call, shoot me a text if there's any questions that you may have forgotten to ask me over the call or, if you yeah. have, you know, start sending me photos of what you're doing in terms of food. So that way I can already start to figure out what we need to do on my end to help you out. Yeah. Um, so it, it essentially is just trying to be kind of less of a salesperson and more mm-hmm. of just kind of like a, more of a service. Yeah. Like no different than like if you go on Netflix yeah, or you go to Dollar Shave Club, you're yeah. a service at the end of the day. So this is what it is like, do you want it or not kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's funny. I think we run things pretty similar. Similarly. I'm, I learned pretty quickly uh, that I am not a salesy kind of person. Like it's like, you know, I've listened, I even tried, like, I li- when I went full time, I started listening to like all these like sales guys because I realized that that's one of the biggest um, like kind of like holes in my like business is like I'm yeah. not a salesman. And so the more I dug into it, I was just like, 
this isn't me. Like, I'm just going to have to take a different approach because I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy who's just like, oh, yeah, get your wife on the phone right now. Like, oh, she's yeah. got to be part of this decision. Like, get her on the phone. Let's do a three-way call. You know what I mean? Like, to be completely not, honest, I worked, yeah. I worked in a personal training business where it was like I, I worked at selling mm-hmm. training, and it was yeah. just like that. And I'm like, yeah. that's not me. Like, yeah. I, I, if they don't want to buy training, like, I did everything in my power to try to get them to buy yeah if a they're in a bad if you're in a bad neighborhood yeah good luck trying to sell training to someone who can't afford to even survive like it's just one of those things where i think a a lot of like these businesses don't necessarily realize that they're just like oh well we see tens of thousands of people come into the gym yeah and you should be able to sell you know 15 grand worth of training every month it's like yeah okay good luck (laughs) like yeah yeah. And then I make like, I make like pennies on the dollar for it. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. no incentive to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. People just think that like, you hear it all the time. People think, Oh, if you, if somebody wants it bad enough, they'll, they'll like, they'll spend the money. And it's just sometimes, I mean, trust me, I know. Cause I, I've been there and to a degree I'm there right now with certain things. Like, yeah, I just, I, there's certain things I'd love to have, but I'm, it's not like I can just go like spend the money on it and be responsible, you know? So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think it's just trying to make the intelligent decisions. Um, yeah. and, and even so with the sales part of it, it's figuring out what works best for them. Yeah. I, I jokingly yeah. tell some people like, Hey, I'm okay if I have to work with you one time a week Yeah, and we can always add more sessions. Mm-hmm. What I yeah. never want to do is go from like three sessions a week to one session, like two weeks down the road. Cause they're right. like, yeah, this is really expensive. And it's like, but you knew what you were doing when yeah. you signed up. Like, yeah. so like I'm trying to be as I'm trying to compromise as much as I can. So that way both parties are, are walking away happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love it, man. So, so to summarize kind of how your sales go, they come in already knowing the price that barriers out of the way you talk through their goals. It's more of a consult call than a sales call or in-person conversation. And then at the end, it's just kind of like, Hey, are you ready or not? Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. So, um, so we kind of covered your marketing and your sales. So I just like to ask kind of about retention here. So, I mean, you've mentioned, you know, you have done pretty well with, you know, maintaining clients. It's not like you're having to constantly go out looking for more. So what are some strategies you use? I mean, obviously results is a big one in the fitness industry and pretty much yeah. in the industry, but what would you say are some of the things that, how, what's, how do you go about client retention? What are some of the things that make them stick around? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing, and, and you and I can both agree, just being a good person. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the simplest like answer I could, I could possibly give just being a good person because yeah. they can see what you're trying and you, you're, you're giving your effort. Mm. they're also going to give their effort. So yeah. it becomes, it becomes very um, communal in terms yeah. of like the ecosystem where like, yeah. I'm trying to help you, but mm-hmm. when you're trying to help me, we're both going to try to, well, I'll stay up all night just to make sure that I can do whatever I can to help yeah. you succeed. I'll yeah. go out of my way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing is just being a good person. Yep. Um, but overall it's just being on them. You know, yeah. again, as we kind of, as I mentioned earlier, is shooting that text message and not even yeah. asking like, hey, how was the session? How was the session yesterday? It's, how's your day going? How yeah. was that parent-teacher conference that you had for your, with your kid? Or one of my clients plays field hockey. How was the field hockey game last night? How, yeah. do, you, how do you feel this morning? So it's, it's asking questions, but asking questions about them and their life, not so much about like, hey, how was that training session? Like, yeah you can tell within your training session typically how it went 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there is that once in a great while where they're like, I feel crippled the next day. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. whoops, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. That's not, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is, is, um, kind of being on top of people, but in terms of asking them about them personally, uh, yeah. what they're, what they're doing for the weekend, because mm-hmm. at that point, then it becomes more of a, I'm talking to you as a friend. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm trying to just figure out how I can kind of squeeze my way into more business. Yeah. Yeah. Business will always come. I'm like a firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, Whether you tell them, Hey, can you ask like two people that you know, Mm -hmm. that would be interested? Yeah. Most of the time they'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely ask. And most of the time it doesn't always work out. And you're just like, okay, you tried. There's nothing I can do at that point. But you do you do put in an effort to get referrals from your yeah clients. yeah I'll I'll yeah. ask periodically mm-hmm. um, or with that um, you know just kind of like figure out like oh what do you do for work and figure mm-hmm. out maybe how can I scale that into something yeah. else that's maybe a little bit more remote coaching where I don't have to go in to the into you know into the office and yeah. work with them I can just provide a bunch of content for them yeah that they can they can use at their you know yeah their time that's awesome man so um and then you said so one thing i like to hit under that if somebody doesn't mention it is just kind of like follow up but you already mentioned how you kind of like you stay on them you keep it they they never forget that you're around you know and i think that's key in coaching of any kind you know so that's awesome um so this is kind of a more like personal so not personal not like deeply personal but like just kind of like improvement i think that one piece that i think can kind of slip our minds like as people who are in like trying to build businesses as we're so focused on the business and I think we get so stuck in like this is the knowledge I have and this is what I'm going to kind of work from but I think the the times that my my business has grown the most is when I am personally invested in like growing um myself like learning more about business learning more about about how to coach people well whether that's the whether it's the physical aspect the psychological aspect you know so what what kind of methods do you use are you kind of like a book reading guy a podcast guy like what kind of yeah. what kind of ways do you kind of like grow yourself like that yeah so i guess there's a couple of different ways to go about this so mm-hmm. like right now I'm, i just started uh the precision nutrition level one yeah, nice. uh, course um they typically tell you it takes like six months to a year yeah, I really don't want to even take it for six months. Like yeah. I, I know, I know me and how I learn. Like six months is a long time. Yeah, uh, and I know like the material is very dense, so I know mm-hmm. that's kind of the risk that I'm, I, I'd be hitting if I'm really trying to speed through it and maybe yeah. not be able to get the full extent of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy doing that. Um, I listen to some podcasts. Um, with podcasts. I find myself having to change periodically yeah. uh, just because if like anything else, if you listen to the same thing over and over again, it's yeah. kind of like your parents just yelling at you for yeah. nothing, and you're like, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. Do eventually say the same things over and over. Yeah. That's- yeah. You know, everybody says the same things over and over again. So sometimes I listen to some, uh, some fitness related podcasts. Mm. Then I'll go into like the stone cold Steve Austin podcast. <laughs> yeah. It literally just breaks, it breaks it up. Yeah, or like sometimes I go into like video game podcasts. Yeah, it it just different things to give let my mind just sometimes relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. One thing that I've noticed, so like not only do I train people at the CrossFit gym that I I rent out of, I also travel to clients, so it allows me to kind of not get that burnt out feeling where I'm just like, okay, I've trained people for like four hours straight. Okay. 
I want to run in front of a car right now because I have yeah. more energy to give. Yeah. Like it would just be easier to do that. So you'll um, go, so, you'll do in home training as well. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do travel to a couple clients. Um, so that way it kind of just breaks up my day. So that way I know like, okay, in the morning I may have two clients and then I have to travel. So when yeah. I'm traveling, like sometimes I'll have my cup of coffee then. Yeah. And then just kind of listen to something and just kind of get my mind to just escape for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Oh, I 100% feel you on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that's something that everybody says is kind of like the burnout because mm-hmm. uh, it, it is real. And I think a lot of it, too, is just because everybody says you need to read, read, read. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do need to read. But I think at the same time, you need to figure out how to apply that reading. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just it's just reading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of the big things right now. Um a lot of it too is networking. Yeah. I have just put myself out there and just sent messages. Uh, so I use LinkedIn a lot of the times mm-hmm. where um, I just talk to like someone. I'm like, thanks. I start every message when they accept my invite is thanks for accepting my invitation to connect. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you further down the road. Yeah. Most of the time it just becomes a, Oh, well they now it's at the, it's on their court where they have to yeah. respond. If they yeah. don't respond. Okay. No, yeah. no harm, no foul. Like, it doesn't matter. I just want to be as yeah. friendly as I can. Yeah. Um, I like and that. through That's that, awesome. it just allowed me to get more opportunities <clears throat> in the industry to kind of learn different things and, and try new things as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I think that um, uh, one thing that I just kind of want to, I love what you said about, I mean, all of it, but I love what you said about the kind of like, sometimes you just kind of put the reading on pause and just get out there and do stuff. I mean, I think yeah. that that my pattern is kind of like, I'll have, uh, it's, it's never a planned amount of time. It, excuse me. It's never a planned amount of time. It's not like I'll, for a month I'll really take things in and then I'll just go execute it and then come back. It's more like I'm always doing things, but sometimes like I'm, I'm trying to really learn and take things in and listen to a ton of podcasts and things like that while yeah. I'm driving around, while I'm working out, while I'm doing whatever, uh, that, that whatever things I'm doing that doesn't require like my full attention. Um, mm-hmm. I can, I'm trying to take in information, but just like you said, sometimes I get to a point where, it's like, okay, I'm like, I've, I've learned so much. Now it's time to just listen to things that don't really matter in that time. Like you said, wrestling, yeah. wrestling podcast, whatever it is. Um, yeah. you know, and then, and then um, just like, you, just, just work, like just apply what I've learned, see how it works out, then come back. You know what I mean? And so I think that, I think yeah. you can, so often I think we can, like, if we see this, I, I don't know about you, but I see this with fitness clients, but I think we can all do the same thing in business, um, substituting kind of like preparation for the action itself. You know what I mean? Like yes. some people I've coached to, well, they have the most beautiful spreadsheets or like body charts of like some ideal body that they put up or whatever, like, you know, and these kind of things, but like that, they put so much effort into that. And I think obviously it's not an on purpose thing, but they've gotten to a point where they're mentally like they're pouring all their effort into that. So it feels like they're getting that like dopamine hit. Like they feel good yeah. about what they're doing, but they're not actually accomplishing anything. I think we do the same thing with business a lot. Like we learn so much and we feel so smart, but how much of it are we really applying? You know? So. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's, I think that's the biggest takeaway. Like, you know, even so like sometimes I just put my iPad like on like the reading mode. Yeah. And I just follow along like a first grader and I just start yeah. like highlighting things. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Cause it just, it's going slow enough that yeah. I can understand what it's saying, but highlight the important parts yeah. that I need to know that if I want to use it as uh, material to, you know, create like a, an infographic of like, let's say for example, sleep. Yeah. Okay. I have all these highlighted pages. Mm-hmm. Let me try to pull some information from there. 
So yeah. that way now whoever accesses it mm-hmm. now can walk away saying, okay, I should be doing this before I go to sleep in order to sleep better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is us as practitioners, like when it comes to reading, it's okay. What information is useful for us mm-hmm. that we can convey to the people that we, you know, are working with yeah. and what information can you essentially just crumple up into a ball and just throw it into the fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, last question business wise, and then we'll just go into a few quick questions to wrap it up. So, um, just planning. So like, I know some people kind of will have like a, some people have a five year plan. Some people have no plan for the next day until they get to it. You know, so <laughs> what does like business planning and like goals and things look like for you? Yeah. So just to kind of, I guess, preface that question. So like when I went off on my own, it was really funny. Um, when I was working at that, my last job, I got asked the, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? And I yeah. kind of told them to their face, like working for myself, like yeah. my own business. Like yeah. it wasn't, I'm like, and, and, it's, and no means as like a, I hope this doesn't like really affect my opportunity to be able to work with you guys. But like, you're asking the question, I'm going to be as honest and upfront as possible. Right. Um, it really happened in about two years. Nice. From that, from that interview. So, um, it, it kind of happens for the moment, but again, the whole thing was scaling. And I know we had that conversation mm-hmm. when you had posted about like, you want to go on your own. And I'm like, yeah. don't go when, don't go to the bank. Don't right. do it. Right. Do not do yeah, it. I did not so. figure out how to scale it first. Yeah. Um, whether again, it's you going to a park and saying, Hey, I'm running a small group training. Mm-hmm. Try to bring three people that you know, because yeah. then at that point, it's no overhead that you're paying yep. and you know, if you get them in a consistent basis, you can then say, okay, where can I rent from? That would mm. charge me not very little, but like a sizable amount where I'm like, okay, I got some skin in the game. Yeah. And if I screw up, it's coming yeah. from me. And now it's coming from me, not that. Yeah. Um, so then I went to like renting and people then asked like, Oh, are you going to get your own space? And I said, you know what? I like my overhead where it's at right now. Yeah. It's very little. I yeah. just pay rent. I get a key. I can go in yeah. and out whenever I want uh, and use the space however I want to use yeah. it. Um, That's awesome. Whereas owning it, you, then you have to get the insurance on the space. You have to get uh, yep. liability. Like, yeah. Then you start paying utilities. And it's just like, I'm going to have to charge you guys an arm yeah. like, to work with me. Just, yeah. like, just so I can pay the bills. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm like, right now, my whole thing isn't to be making like, you know, Jeff Bezos type money. Yeah. I want to make enough money where like, you know what? I can live off of it. I still have money on the business where it's like, if I need to pay for that course mm-hmm. or some more reading, I can do that. Or if yeah. there's something that I want to do business that might help me exponentially increase then yeah. by all means. Yeah. Uh, but I don't try to look at like, Oh, here's a five or 10 year plan. And I know that's right. Again, if you go to the bank, like they're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah for that right right um so i typically look at it like where i'm at maybe six months down the road okay let me revisit where yeah. I'm now yeah am I doing what i need to do to kind of keep my business where it's at yeah if not okay what am i missing yeah kind of six months later hit it yeah yeah i love that man i it's it's weird like some of the things you're saying are it's it's almost like uh, the same thoughts that are in my head in the same way I express things. Because I mean, it's to me, a, a five-year plan sounds great and looks great on paper, like you said to anybody else. But I mean, 
within a year, so much changes, you know, like your, your personal life, like business, the market, um, what people yeah. are wanting, like so many things change in five years. The plan you will have written is usually, I mean, I'm sure there are some businesses that work then, uh, but like, it just does not feel, it's like, it's arbitrary. Why, why push out that far? So like you said, yeah. I, I, I set goals, but not that far in the future. And then I hold them loosely and willing to change, you know? So I think that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at like the goal setting or planning for the future as the same way I do it for my clients. Yeah. They want to lose weight. Okay. How do I break that idea down? Yeah. And then how do I break that idea from that? I like, I can go like three, four levels deep with them and they're like, Oh, I never realized like that was like the, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you always have a reason. You're not just like, Hey, I want to go buy that Maserati just because yeah. I want to buy a Maserati. Unless again, you have Jeff Bezos money and you can yeah. throw out money and not care. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Well, man. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up with a few quick questions here that, yep. that, that just kind of like directly apply to um, people listening. So if somebody came to you, whether it's what, regardless of what kind of business it is, even if it's something that you are not like an expert in, like if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to start my own business, kind of a small business. What's kind of the first, like if you could only tell them one piece of advice, like what would it be? Uh, so what I would say is make sure it is what you want to do is what you actually want to do. It yeah. shouldn't be something where like today you want to do it, but tomorrow you're like, I'm already sick of it. Right. So make sure it's something that you want to do. And I wouldn't even say um, more or less use it as like your passion. Because mm-hmm. I think your passion and what you do for work should be kind of separate to a degree. Yeah. Um, because if you start start to lose that passion, mm-hmm. then you have no idea who you are. Like right. as a, you lose your identity more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. I love that, man. I think I think it has to be passion or burnout is <laughs> inevitable. Yeah. Um, so this is one I'm only going to probably ask the first like 10 people or so I interview on this because it's kind of just getting started as a podcast. Yep. But um, what other questions do you think like outside of we? I try to cover most of, you know, we cover like the marketing, the content, the sales, retention, improvement, all that. But like, is there, are there any questions like if you were a listener of this, are there any questions that you wish like I as the host would have asked that you could kind of like draw out from different business owners? Any other additional questions? That's a, that's actually a really good question. I've never, I've never heard that question asked before. So <laughs> it's really hard to, uh, to know. I mean, um, I guess the methods of how you go about using, for example, like your marketing scheme or like, mm-hmm. do you use a payment processing? Um, yeah. like how do you go about payment? Do you just take cash or do you use like a credit card uh, service to uh, simplify your methods? Cool. So how do you go about receiving payment to simplify things? Yeah. So I, I personally use Square. Okay. Uh, just because I can, A, send people email invoices because that's mm-hmm. the simplest thing in yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just like saying, hey, let me swipe your card right now and it's all taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then I use them for scheduling. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a one-stop shop where I can just like schedule cool. uh, appointments so I know where I have to be at what time. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, I will implement that. And thanks for answering your own question there. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I also, like, I need to simplify it a little more. I also use Square for, I use Square for my group clients, um, yep. but I use Google Pay for my, um, for my one-on-one clients. Basically, the only reason I still use Google Pay, like I used to use Google Pay for everybody in that transition to Square, but like the one-on-one clients are the ones that like, those are the higher dollar ones. And I just hate how much, I, I hate paying fees. And Google yeah. Pay. Yeah. And I know like Square just changed their like fee yeah. uh, structure. So yeah. 
they kind of take a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's, not, it's day, worth it for the convenience for sure. At the end of the day, I kind of look at it like, Hey, it's money that I'm technically losing. So it's, it's, it's a write-off to my business. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, I'll see, you know, maybe like 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the couple thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for, just for the, the payment processing. Yeah. But it's worth it's a lot it though, less than, it all in one you know, having your own like convenience store, for example, where it's a couple hundred dollars a month and yeah. all that. Yeah. And then um, where can we, where can people find you? So obviously, I mean, it would mostly be people outside of your immediate area or inside your immediate area who would be looking for you since you're doing the one-on-one, uh, like in kind of like group and it, just in person is what I mean to say. So what's the best place for people to, to track you down if they're in your area and would like to work with you? Yeah. So um, my Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's at coach Hector M. Okay. Uh, and then on Facebook, it's uh, road to strength. Cool. So pretty, pretty simple. Uh, unfortunately, someone took the road to strength on Instagram. Oh, uh, I was wondering when you said that. And I believe Man, on Twitter as well. Uh, so I, I couldn't yeah. take it unless I wanted to use like underscores. And again, talking to that marketing firm, they were like, yeah, that's kind of what we avoid people because mm-hmm. it's almost impossible if you have an underscore to be found. Yeah. 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 Um, that makes sense. So those are, those are the two spots that uh, you can definitely find me. Yeah. From. Cool. And then the last question that I'm, I'm going to start asking everybody, this was actually the last guy, Jonathan, that I uh, interviewed. It was the question that he said um, when I asked him that, like, what other questions would you like to hear? So this yep. is the one I'm going to wrap up with. Kind of like, what's the, what's the why of why you're doing this? So, like, not, not why did you go into business for yourself instead of work for a gym, things like that, but, like, why, why do you coach people into better health and fitness? Yeah, so personally, it's been something that I've enjoyed since I was young. Uh, yeah kind of as most I'm sure most people would hear in like a fitness podcast mm-hmm. they had like their own like little small cable set up yeah. in, in their garage and they would work yeah. out and kind of it was just you know trial by fire so you were like trying to figure out what works and again I was super scrawny like in high school mm-hmm. middle school like putting on weight so I can I know it firsthand like how hard it is yeah. to put on weight Same. um so you know at that point it was um, kind of learning how, how to do things. And then from yeah. there, experimenting with those little things and how to make the little tinkering and adjustments. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I do it is because it's something that I enjoy. Yep. I typically tell people, if you're not wake, if you're not waking up in the morning, uh, and not even like to be like jazzed about to go, go yeah. into the office and whatnot, but like, if you're not waking up in the morning saying, you know what, I'm ready to go in and kick, kick it in the ass. Yeah then it's going to kick, it's going to kick you harder. (laughs) So at the end of the day, you have to be, you have to be willing to wake up and say, yep, I'm ready Mm -hmm. to go into the office. Yep. Yep. I love that, man. Well, I really appreciate it, Hector. Thanks for for taking the time, man. Yeah, man. I am going to wrap it up. I really appreciate it. And I will talk with you soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, hey, Brandon, again, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, got anything from it, Please tune back in and please share it with any other small business owners in your life.